welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where you can learn more about Downhouse School. In this series, we're focusing on the community and the relationships within it. One extension of the Downhouse community is our relationship with Radley College, with whom we have a formal strategic partnership. In this episode, our host, Simon Jones, speaks to Mr. Matt Godfrey, Deputy Head, pupils Zara and Will in the Upper Sixth from the two schools, and author and researcher Chloe Comby, who's been working with the two schools on what we call the Respect Project. So I'm really excited for today's episode because we've got Matt Godfrey, Deputy Head at the school. We've got Chloe Comby, but we've also got two students with us. Uh, We've got Zara and we've got Will. But first of all, we've got Matt. Hello, Mr. Godfrey. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Good afternoon. Uh, It's great to have you here with us and great to have you talking to us about the Respect Project. Uh, Let's just dive straight into it. Well, actually, I should say welcome back to the podcast because you were in an episode, I think, back in Series 4 last year from memory. Uh, so so clearly it wasn't too traumatic because you're back here now. Well, we'll see about that. But yes, no, <laughs> lovely to be back. <laughs> Excellent. OK, let's jump into it then. The Respect Project. Tell me all about what that is in a nutshell. Yes, well, in a nutshell, it is uh, a project which brings together the boys of Radley College and the girls of Down House on a number of different levels. So clearly Radley is an all-boys school and Down House is an all-girls school. And both schools are rightly proud of their um, single-sex status. However, you know, I think we all see huge benefits in having interaction between the two schools. And um, so that happens on a number of levels, really. Uh, On an academic level, we have interaction between our students, uh, but also a social level and a co-curricular level. And that is, in a sense, in a nutshell, what the Respect Project is. Okay. All right. I love that. Great summary. Thank you for thank you for that. Uh, and I love the fact that it's academic and social and co-curricular as well. Uh, we're going to find out a bit more about that a little bit later on. What was the need for starting this up in the first place then? Yes. Well, it's fair to say that the two schools, partly because of their proximity and their shared ethos, have always had quite a lot to do with each other. The brothers of our girls often go to Radley and the sisters of Radleyans often go to Down House. Um, so there's a bit of history between the two schools that goes back a long way. It's just that in, in more recent times, there's been perhaps uh, the, the, the idea that we should do more, really. Um, I think It was in part triggered uh, quite recently by the media storm about the Everyone's Invited episode where, you know, there was a sense that boys and girls relationships uh, needed to be nurtured in a very positive way. And some schools um, across the country, in fact, had had some rather bad experiences in terms of relationships between boys and girls. And so it seemed a a natural point for us to kind of uh, do more together and and to use the Respect Project as a way to build and foster positive relationships. Uh, And it's called the Respect Project because clearly at the at the basis and at the foundation of everything we do together is about building respectful relationships for each other um, with boys and girls on an equal footing. I think it's also fair to say that uh, the, 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 the contact between our two schools has historically been on a more social level. But certainly when I arrived at Down House and talked to the girls, they, they wanted more than that. They wanted to be um, uh, given the opportunity to discuss intellectual matters with, with uh, the boys at Radley. Indeed, not only the boys at Radley, uh, other, other pupils in other schools as well. So uh, that was part of it. Um, And we've really enjoyed actually many of the uh, academic 
um, enterprises we have in place with Radley, but also the sport. I mean, only recently, the other day, um, uh, our girls' first lacrosse team were playing the boys at lacrosse, and it was an extremely exciting and well-matched uh, fixture. Um, it drew a bigger crowd than any other fixture I've seen this year so far. So the, the point is, at all these different levels, I think the boys and girls enjoy the contact. Uh, they get a lot out of it on a number of different levels. Okay, right, understood. And, and you, it's great to hear about that sporting uh, experience there as well. But given that you've mentioned the academic side, the social side and the co-curricular, can you just give us, for the sake of people listening who who still aren't too clear on on how this actually works, a couple of examples of each of those uh, the social, the academic, and the co-curricular. Yeah. Okay. So, with on the academic level, we I'll give just two or three examples. So, only recently we had all of the year nine pupils here on the Downhouse site uh, doing practical geography field work. So, um, on that particular event, the Radley boys came down and the girls um, kind of hosted the event and uh, were doing geography together. So that is a subject specific. Uh, one-day event. Um, another event that's happening actually just in a few weeks' time is is what we call the Humanities Symposium, where boy, uh, the boys and girls at our two respective schools who love the humanities and are perhaps considering studying it at a higher level at university will come together and discuss uh, matters to do with the humanities that are outside the curriculum and really extend themselves in that in that ability. And we do that actually with the science. We do a science symposium as well. So those are two examples of academic collaboration. Um, in terms of social, there's lots that goes on. Uh, one thing the girls really love is when Radley host girls in their houses, although, of course, they call them socials. But, um, you know, so maybe... 15 or 20 girls at a time might go into one of the boys' boarding houses. I believe the Radley boys can produce some wonderful meals and pizzas and so forth, and they host very well. So that happens. And the girls, of course, return hospitality, albeit in slightly different formats here, here at Down House. Um, I think another sort of signature thing that happens is we, we love our, our year group conferences. So this is kind of both a bit of social and a bit of academic as well. Um, so each year... Uh, our two schools host uh, an entire year group. So our next one, for example, uh, involves all of our lower sixth pupils. Uh, that is the year 12 pupils. So this time, all of uh, the Radley boys are going to come down uh, to Downhouse and we're going to have uh, a conference. And they're going to discuss lots of issues, um, tending to focus on things like current events, issues facing young people, um, uh, issues facing uh, the world and so forth. Uh, and we normally have a guest speaker in as well. So, and it's just an opportunity for them to come and discuss things outside of the ordinary timetable. So I hope, I hope those are some examples of the kind of things we do. Great examples there, Matt. And uh, thank you for giving those, especially given that I put you on the spot there to ask for those examples. I'm going to find out a little bit more about what you feel some of the main advantages are of this partnership in a moment. But first of all, I'm, I'm dying to speak to our students, actually, because we've got Zara and we've got Will with us. Uh, and Zara, I, I understand that you're, first of all, you're in, you're in Upper Sixth, is that right? Yeah, I'm in Upper Sixth right now. Okay, and just for the sake of people listening, just tell us what you're studying at the moment. I'm studying economics, Latin and maths. Okay, economics, Latin, good combination. I like that. Now, Zara, uh, Mr. Godfrey there was just talking about some of the benefits of this programme, but I'd love to understand from your point of view, first of all, what your, what your involvement is in this respect project. So Downhouse and Radley on each side have a group of ambassadors, we call them, 
who are in charge of relaying the information from the students to the teachers on how we can improve it. So I'm the leader of the downhouse side of that. And then obviously Will is the leader of the boys side. And then we come together with like a smaller team um, and discuss the benefits and what we can improve on the project. Mostly after there's like a big event or something's going to come up for different year groups. Okay, right. Got it. So you're an ambassador. Will's an ambassador. Will sat right next to you there. Uh, Will, first of all, welcome to uh, w- welcome to this podcast episode. Very good of you to step into it. Tell us a little bit about what you're studying, first of all, at Radley. So I'm studying politics, biology and geography uh, at the moment. Okay. And you're in Upper Sixth as well, is that right? Yes, I'm also in Upper Sixth. Okay. All right. And so Zara was telling us about her involvement. Tell us from your point of view, why, why you feel like the Respect Project is a good thing for two schools like Radley and Down to both be involved in. Well, both schools are uh, single sex education. Uh, so uh, historically, there may not have been so much contact with the uh, other uh, gender. So the boys would only spend time with boys. So the project really brings in a social side, uh, but it also brings in awareness of kind of uh, the intelligence and kind of all that the girls do, uh, which sometimes may have been historically overlooked. And it means that when people go out into the wider world, especially university and work, they're able to really build meaningful and strong relationships, both friendships, but also working and uh, other relationships with the girls. Okay, sure. And, and how long have you been at Radley for, Will? Uh, I've been at Radley for five years. Okay. And how much about Down did you know before you joined Radley? I probably knew more than most. Uh, I have an older sister who was at Down House. Uh, but most people have quite a good awareness of uh, schools similar to Radley in uh, location and the people who go there. Oh, that's nice. Okay. It's good that your sister uh, went to Down as well. So which year did she leave in that case? She's two years older than me. So 2021. Two years older than you. Okay, perfect. Right, got it. Okay, so just tell me then what you what you see as being a couple of the benefits, just very briefly, first of all, of, of being at a single-sex school with you being at Radley and speaking on behalf of Zara as well, being at a girls' school at Down. Uh, well, I think one of the largest benefits is the friendships that you make. Um, I know some, uh, well, most single-sex schools have really strong bonds within the year, which all schools do, but there's kind of less almost competition of trying to impress uh, another gender or people you'd like to impress, uh, which means that we're much more inclusive, I feel. Um, And also you can really focus on all that you do, your sports, your academics, your friendships, without having to worry about uh, kind of what you look like or how you're perceived by other people as much. Good answer there, Will. Thanks for being so open on that. That's really good. Uh, Let's jump back to Zara for a second. Uh, Zara, I understand you were involved in the Classics Day recently. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so as Mr Godfrey mentioned, we do academic stuff with Radley as well. And the Classics Department came together with the Radley Classics Department and we organised a symposium where two of the girls um, from our side did a talk and then so did two of the boys and the whole of the Classics Departments listened to them and asked questions. And I think going off Will's point... It's really nice doing academic uh, things with Radley because I think each side being in a single sex environment, everyone's a lot more confident in their opinions and their academic enrichment and everyone wants to share it. So I think when we come together, um, it's interesting to see the different perspectives of what the boys say and what the girls say. But either side, we listen to each other 
Um, but I think it's nice to hear another side of it and a different perspective. Can be a bit nerve wracking giving a talk like that. Did you find you got nervous beforehand? I luckily wasn't the one talking uh, doing the talks, but I think when we do come together as a school, we see we meet up with each other quite regularly now. So I think it's nice that we've built up relationships with the boys, that it's not such a big deal going to Radley and doing something. Because I think previously, before we had the partnership with Radley, because it started after I joined, we didn't do that much stuff with them. And then going to them for like something like a social was a big thing and everyone would kind of get either excited or nervous or whatever it was. But I think now that we collaborate with them more regularly, it's become a more low-key thing where no one needs to feel as nervous. Sure. Okay, got it. That makes perfect sense. Zara, what are you planning on doing after you leave down? Are you, are you going to university or doing something else? So I'm planning to go to uni- university. Um, I've applied for Oxbridge, but yeah. And then if I don't get in, then I'll probably take a gap year or something. <laughs> okay, well, well, best of luck with whatever you do. But let's bring it back to the Respect Project. Tell us a bit about how you feel this kind of project will help you in whatever you do next year, whether it is Oxbridge or taking a gap year or, or anything else. Well, I think seeing as we are a single sex school, uh, people look outside. The one thing that people think that parents think about when sending their child to a single sex school is, oh, it's not like the real world. Um, there's obviously two genders in the real world. But I think when you're at school anyway, it's not meant to replicate the real world. So I think having single sex education just helps you um, build confidence in yourself. And I think by having the interaction with Radley on certain occasions, I think as girls, um, we've managed to kind of strengthen our own opinions and being able to talk up. Because I think uh, when you go out in the working world, typically almost men are on a pedestal. And um, a lot of the time, females don't know how to deal with that. So I think by having the single sex education, we're taught how to deal with that and then put it into practice by collaborating with Radley. Awesome. I love that. Thank you, Zara. Uh, Well, don't go anywhere and we'll stay just where you are because we're going to talk to Chloe Comby now. Chloe, you're an author and a researcher and you're one of the leads as well on this Respect project. Uh, First of all, thank you for joining this episode of the podcast. Great to have you here on board. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) And it's good to have you here in school as well. Um, Tell us a bit about your involvement in this and why why, why it's so useful and helpful for the project to have somebody who, who is external. I think I was initially brought in, as as Matt said, by Radley because of the Everyone's Invited scandal, which wasn't flowing that heavily through Radley, but I think they were quite brave and progressive in bringing someone who did bring a kind of an outside perspective. And I focus a lot on my kind of expertise is, is in young people. I've written some books on, you know, young people, and that's where my research lies. And initially I did sort of talks with Radley and particularly the sixth form in the year 11s on things like sex and consent and sort of gender relations. Um, And because those conversations went so well and I think that they were so receptive to those talks, I was brought in to basically navigate the collaboration between Radley and Down House. And that went really well. And what I did was I um, did two sets of research. So I, I researched both year groups in both schools and that kind of gave up lots of really information about um, from the youngest years to the oldest years. And that really helped us shape the content of the project. So it became something that I think was really sort of progressive. But also I think it was really, it's become sort of a really important and embedded thing between the two schools. And you mentioned things like everyone's invited. What sort of sensitivities need to be employed 
by someone like you when you're working on a project like this? I think at the moment there's a lot of pressure that's external um, and it's it's really operating quite heavily on young people. And I think particularly the online world um, is often having quite negative, right up to quite nefarious influences on both boys and girls. And in particular, I think um, what's impacting on, on them is the way that they see each other from outside influences and various different voices, which I don't think are necessarily the most beneficial or progressive voices. So I think jobs of the schools and good schools who I think have that kind of vision and the finger on the pulse the way Downhouse and, and Radley College do is basically to counter some of those more negative voices and I think influences which at its core, uh, the Respect Project absolutely did. Um, and I think coming in as an outsider, what you have to do is you're bringing in a different perspective because you're bringing in an external perspective, which obviously is a bit different from what sort of teachers see and they know. And I think sometimes you're able to have kind of the time and the luxury of time to, to understand all the things going on around young people that isn't just to do with school. So you kind of bring a broader perspective. And so you have to bring that in. But also I think the really important thing is that you, as an outsider, you have to listen because schools are, are very kind of broad and complex places and there's lots of you know, thousands of, of different people, young people going through different things. So what you're negotiating, I think, is the outside world, what's going on in these kind of external worlds of schools and figure, figuring out a way to sort of bridge those two things and essentially, essentially, I think, at the core, improve the kind of the lives and the relationships of the young people and the relationships between the two schools. So um, I was really privileged and, and it's been a real high point um, of the last few years to be able to come in and work with the two schools on that because they're both incredibly visionary and really progressive. But I think the third thing that's been really amazing to see is how much this has become a student-led project. So obviously I've come in and, and done the work that I've done and that's been amazing, but there's been so much ownership from the young people. Um, and, you know, you've met two of them who are brilliant today, who both um, organise it, but also I think have really taken responsibility for the younger years, because obviously that there's, when you're, it's very different the relationship you have, I think, with the opposite sex when you're, say, 17 or 18 to when you're 13 or 14. And they have a really good understanding of that because they're a lot closer to being 13 or 14 than any member of staff is. It's encouraging to hear, Chloe, that really is. Some of the people listening to this will be in their sort of 40s, 50s. For them, being a teenager was <laughs> increasingly a distant memory, shall we say. Uh, do you think it's harder in 2023, 2024 to be a teenager than it was for some of the older generation who might be listening? I absolutely do. I mean, I think fundamentally, whatever generation you come from, being a teenager has always been a challenging state. Um, and, and I think there are some really universal and timeless things um, that never really change. You know, the anxiety about how you look, the desire to fall in love, worrying about identity, worrying about your relationship with your parents, worrying about kind of exam success and so on. But young people like Zara and Will, they have all of those pressures. And then added to, to that, I think... Um, the, the, the new thing, and I, I know sort of Generation Z is a bit of a buzzword, but the sort of Generation Z are the first real digital natives who've kind of grown up online. Um, and I think the very nature of how they live um, is a whole new 
pressure and dimensions because you live your life on social media, it's endless judgment, everything is very performative. And I think of old, with when young people thought about themselves and their their sort of the the their the sort of self esteem in their self, they always just had their immediate peers to compare themselves to, and that was quite enough. Whether it was academic or how you look or how popular you are, which are things you, everybody worries about when they're young, but now you literally have the whole world to compare yourself to, and we all um, live in these kind of fishbowls where it's just this endless cycle of comparison. And I think what's really apparent for young people is that they live in this world, they didn't create it, but often they're kind of told off for existing in a world that was created for them and handed to them. And they both, they didn't create social media or choose to live in this kind of smartphone driven world, but that's kind of the world that they've been handed and they're trying to navigate it as best they can. So I think you have all the old challenges that existed in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and so on, but all of those extras as well now. And then also I think um, with uh, there's been real changes in the last particularly 10 or 15 years in terms of economic job changes, social changes, cultural changes, which means I think it's harder than it ever was to get a really good job or get into a university and everything's more competitive than it's, than it's ever been. So I think that adds an, another layer of, layer of compressive competitiveness for young people. So I do think it's harder. Uh, it's, it's an interesting take that that, that that you're making there, an interesting argument on that. Uh, I can remember talking to a young person once who who was talking about how the older generation often refers to the young people as being the snowflake generation. And she, she very wisely pointed out that we were the generation that created that generation. Uh, so it was everything that we did when we we're bringing up that generation, generation that created them, uh, however they are uh, today, which is an interesting thought in itself. Let's bring it back to the to the Respect Project itself. Tell me a bit more about the workshops that you've been involved in then. So I've I've been involved in a number of workshops. So um, the collaborative ones between Downhouse and Radley and some ones individually. Um, so we did start with the research um, and from the research, that kind of highlighted the, the areas of need. Um, and like I've, I've done a few, but the couple that really stick out for me. So last, um, pretty much this time last year, we did um, a debate with what they were the lower six at the time, but it was all about, interestingly, about sort of freedom on the internet and censorship on the internet. And it was a, it was a debate, um, not between Radley and Dan House, but they formed two different teams. And that was a, a really high level and very thoughtful debate and a tricky debate because I think it, like even the you know, the best minds in the world, the whole thing about censorship on the internet remains one of the thorniest subjects and a really tricky one to thread. Um, last weekend, um, the younger years, which was an individual one's down house, um, there was a whole conference about friendship, um, which was really lovely. Um, but what was also really lovely about that was, uh, again, it was a really shining example of how much it was led by the lower six. They re really led the girls and I think made the conference really easy for them. And we've got lots and lots of things planned for the coming couple of years, sort of academic, cultural, sports stuff. So there's it's, it's incredibly rich and I think it's a really nice balance of really fun stuff, uh, quite academic stuff, and then also somewhere in between. So I think whether you're sporty or academic or into debating or just, just like to socialise, I think there's something for everyone. 
Well, it'd be exciting then to see whatever's going to happen over the next two years. Um, Chloe, thank you for explaining all of that. Uh, we're going to jump back to Matt in just one moment, but but I've got an extra question for Will. Uh, Will, one of the questions I asked Zara was how she feels this is going to help her after she leaves school, whatever it is that she's going to be doing. How do you feel it's going to help you? Well, I think similar to Zara, I think I'll be much more aware of how to build relationships with girls. Uh, obviously, over the last five years, I've been at an all-boys school, so I haven't had so much contact. But also building those relationships in all that I do, uh, we play against the man with them in some sports, uh, for example, the lacrosse match the other week. Uh, and also in hockey, there's a, a fixture of uh, both teams uh, playing together. So I think playing with them and uh, doing activities with the girls and all that I do will really help. And uh, so, yeah, I think in the future, I'll be able to build on what I've learned in the projects and uh, employ that in my later life. Sure, sure. That, that, that's really good. Um, and given that you know Downhouse partly through this project, partly, I imagine, through your sister as well, what would you say are some of the, some of the similarities or some of the differences between the two schools? I think the largest similarity is the kind of location and ethos of the school. They're both schools near, uh, well, kind of near to each other uh, in near Oxford, really, uh, and Newbury for Downhouse. The schools both aim to kind of really propel their students through the future, give them the best opportunity they can. Uh, they're both single-sex boarding schools, which are, have some quite traditional values, but then uh, maintain those values, but whilst looking to the future and uh, giving their students the best chance. Um, the difference, I think, as obvious as it is, is the their girls. At Dan House, obviously, it's girls, and at Radley's boys. Uh, but other than that, I really can't think of a major uh, difference. Obviously, I, I personally think Radley's better, but I've, <laughs> I, I'm slightly biased on the issue. <laughs> Excellent. I love that. I love that. And Matt, it's good to see you smiling and laughing while Will is saying that. Uh, but actually, Will, thank you for that. Let's jump back to Mr. Godfrey for a, sec for a second. Matt, it's really good to hear from both of our students and from Chloe talking about this whole project. They, they were talking about some of the benefits that they're going to see going on to university or, or going out into the wide world. What, what, what are some of the other benefits that you see? Yes, there are many benefits. And I would say one of the benefits we haven't touched on yet is the uh, benefit of the collaboration between colleagues in both schools. And, um, you know, it is the same probably in any walk of life. Uh, we are obviously very involved in our own organisation, our own schools. It is very refreshing and empowering to meet colleagues in other schools as well. Just to share experience, share um, their thoughts on all sorts of matters. And I think it's a very refreshing and innovating thing to do. So that, that's one element of it. Um, I think one thing um, else I would, would touch on, we, we've talked mainly about the collaboration between boys and girls, but um, the Respect Project does involve projects within each school, but running simultaneously. So for example, uh, the Radley boys I know uh, do a great job, uh, the Radley sick formers rather, do a great job mentoring the younger boys. And Downhouse does the same as well now. So we have sick form girls mentoring the younger girls. And, um, and you know, pastoral staff, as in house mistresses, house masters, as well as the pupils, will talk about those experiences and learn from each other. So um, 
the girls and boys, I think, feel that the Respect Project is about building respect between boys and girls, but it's also about respect, building respect within oneself and also within one, one's own gender group. So um, I think we've learned a lot from each other in that respect as well. That's really good to hear. It's, it's amazing to know that it's not just the collaboration then between two schools, but also within the school. That So, so this is very much something that should be of interest to, to the younger children, the younger students in each school, not just the sixth formers then. Yeah, well, that's right. And I think, um, you know, when we talk about the, the sixth form mentors here at Down House, um, it, it is is good for the school to know that the same sort of projects are going on up the road at Radley as well, um, because... Um, uh, it is just part of the ethos of both schools. If, if I may say one other aspect, I think, uh, and I give credit to the current leaders of the Respect Project for having this idea, it's something that they, they're planning in the summer, is, is, a, is a sort of joint charitable endeavour between the two schools. So um, it's going to start at a relatively simple level. There's going to be a sponsored walk. Um, and um, I think we're going to aim to do within a certain period of time 10 miles of the um, Ridgeway uh, path, which runs between the two schools. And um, again, it's, 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 it's outside of the normal sort of activities. It's a social thing to do um, as well as a, as a charitable um, uh, as a charitable endeavour as well. So it's just another example of, of how this programme is continually evolving. And um, I've noticed that when we appoint the leaders of this project, as we did this year, as Zara said, five girls here and five boys at Radley, you know, they, they really do have genuine input into what um, shape and what form the Respect Project is going to take. And it'll be lovely if that charitable endeavour continues now in perpetuity and Zara and Will will be able to say well that that was our that was on our watch that we started that and it's it's something that's now started each year so yes lots of nice things to look forward to loving all of that thank you very much for that Matt uh, I'm keeping an eye on time we're going to need to bring this to a close in a moment but if anybody wants to find out more about this is there is there anywhere online any anything on the website that uh, where, where, where they should go and check it out Definitely. Well, both schools have very active social media channels, um, Instagram and, and all the rest of it. And most of our Respect Project collaborative activities are, are put on there. Both websites, both school websites have articles on this matter. I would also recommend Chloe Combe's publications and her Substack and her podcasts that are all available online. Highly recommended and touching on much of the work she does within the Respect Project, but much of our other thoughts and writings as well. Okay, that's perfect. Well, what we'll do, we'll put links to all of those in the show notes for this. But in the meantime, Matt, thank you so much for being here and talking to us on this podcast episode. My pleasure. Thank you. Chloe, it's been great uh, having you here, especially given that you're external, you've come into school for this. So thank you to you for being here as well. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And of course, our, our two VIPs in the room, uh, Zara and Will. Uh, Will, in particular, for coming in from Radley. I really appreciate you being here. But both of you, I mean, it's not an easy thing to speak on a podcast. Uh, so I really appreciate both you, both of you being here and talking to us about this. No worries. <laughs> Thank you very much. So that's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school's website, downhouse.net. And our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.